Welcome to the Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Elephant on the Couch. I am your host, whoop, whoop. Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. So welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for being back here listening to us. So for this week's topic, we're going to be talking about... That's my drum roll. <laughs> Motherhood. <laughs> Yay! Yay! As soon as I get better... <laughs> yes, as soon as I get better at editing these things... We're gonna You're going to use sound like, effects. Sound effects, for sure. For sure. You oh, that bet. would be so cool. That's the level of extra that I am, so I will. But anyways, we are talking about motherhood today. We wanted to use this episode to talk about this subject because... Mother's month, Day was this weekend. This past weekend, yes. By the time you listen to this, probably not this past weekend per se, but it was from the time that we're recording. Full disclosure, we are ahead on our episodes because, like we said- We are control freaks. One, number one, (laughs) that is a very good reason why. (laughs) And number two, we have full-time jobs. So being a DIY episode, I mean, podcast, we want to make sure that we don't get super overwhelmed and stressed by the recording process. So we decided to get ahead of the game on that. Yeah, like, you know, we might record an episode that we didn't like, so we redo it. Yes, that can happen, too. You know, know, it's life, right? (laughs) Yeah, so so a lot of the times when we present a topic, um, it's probably had been recorded two weeks prior. So probably it's going to drop next week. So by the, yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, it probably will be more like around and, Memorial Day, like end of May. <laughs> yeah. And then when we record for Memorial Day, it's going to be like <laughs> mid-June. <laughs> Long story short, our Christmas episode will be dropping next February for Valentine's. <laughs> or as we get better at this, it might just flow more naturally and organically. But you know, we're winging it. We're learning. So yes, yes, yes. Grace, That's grace, grace. But why motherhood for the elephant on the couch? Why did we think that this is kind of a maybe a taboo topic that people walk around it on eggshells? What do you think, Dulce? Um, I think that uh, motherhood is like a very touchy subject because there's so many different types of mothers. Um, I think when people hear the word mother, it like puts this like hierarchical place in women, like, oh, women, mothers. And the reality of motherhood is like a complete different one than what they present to you and just the world. So complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to touch base on what is motherhood and and really like last week's episode when we we're talking about mental health, we really wanted to bring in that realness of what motherhood really is right. and and normalizing 
what it what it means to be a mama right and and we want to touch that although we understand that it is an amazing thing and full disclosure i am not a mother for those of you that might not know me on a personal level i don't have any children dulce here does like she said on our first episode but we wanted to and yes, second, you probably in yes. every episode, Estrella is going to make an appearance. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> she's probably going to be a guest eventually. I know. Uh, but we want to, we do want to during this episode talk about everything that titles like motherhood, right? Like the good, the bad, the ugly, the not so glamorous part of it, and that's what we felt sometimes doesn't get acknowledged. And there's this like picture as far as like pressures and picture perfect motherhood and whatnot. So we want to talk about everything in general. So I think for me also what I think, um, like I was saying, some of those challenges for me when it comes to like when I think of motherhood and from what I hear from talking to friends and family and just again in my clinical work, I think a lot of it, the part that I do hear some of those challenges that people don't talk about as often is, as we mentioned before, depression, everything that comes with it emotionally, but also the expectations of having to be this perfect mother, like breastfeeding, like you have to do it. If not, you're not as good, right? The shame. My eyes are rolling as you're saying that. (laughs) Yes. You can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) Yes. And for me also, what I think a big part of it would be like just the part of the identity, right? Like you lose that independency because now you have to take care of this other little being that came from you. So that, that or not came from you or not came from you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Uh, but now your role is more not so selfless, right? So that having to deal and come to peace with that idea, right? Like I, I imagine for myself too, like, right? Like I'm, I'm so used to one thing and my life looks one way. And then when it changes, when you become a mother, I'm assuming it is, how do you maneuver around that part of your identity too? That's yeah, some of I- those challenges that I'm talking about. We were just saying right now, I was like, okay, we need to record because, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow I have to wake up early. And she's like, no, we can, we can sleep in, wake up around 11. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I have a seven-year-old. This little girl wakes up at seven. <laughs> I have to I be said, up. oh, I'm solid. I woke up at 11 this morning. <laughs> and she's like, not me. <laughs> Crying slowly as I say it, right? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, like redefines who you are as a person now um it goes from being this like I don't know I (laughs) the girl that I was prior to Estrella being born versus the woman that I am now are two different people whatever happened eight years ago does not count (laughs) just kidding (laughs) but I you know in college I was this one person um that loved partying and loved going out and doing fun shit all the time. Not that I don't like it anymore, but it like there's limits now. I can't really right. go out every weekend. Like, and I think that's college. part of the process of growing up too, right? That's kind of like that natural shift. That I mean, <laughs> but then the, you have your 40, 50 year olds at the club. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't really know. 
It just, but once you have a kid, it changes, you know? Right. Yeah. I really like that you touched base on the perfect mother thing. And, and I was rolling my eyes, my eyes very loudly when you were talking about the breast milk versus bottle. <laughs> Dude, there are so many like parenting crap that comes within being a parent. Like, do you allow your kid to watch TV over three hours? Do you have enough, enough skin to skin contact? Do you follow a schedule when you feed them Do, like there are so many like details to parenting that like shames women right if you don't and, follow them it's like and people's opinions yeah it's crazy it's crazy i think for me um when before i had estrella um my thought of being a mother meant like the Instagram mom, like I had like a cute, beautiful dress that matched her. And I was like in my early 20s looking like bomb, perfect hair. My kid was like well put together too. And we had like this beautiful house. I think like, I think of like the American dream of like this big, Um, I'm trying to think of the movie. Uh, I can't think of it. The one with the boy that gets, it's a Christmas movie home alone like oh. the home alone house you know like it's white <laughs> it has like a white picket fence it has like right. a pretty grass in the front like I just oh yeah 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 like the American dream right of like this beautiful home and you that was your vision of yeah motherhood. that was my yes absolutely 100% because I got a career and life was just gonna fall into place after that okay <laughs> it's just how it happens <laughs> this is where we need the sound effects again <laughs> bucket of cold water like falling yep. on me. but um I really like thought that's that's what it was gonna be like I thought it was just gonna I was gonna have this like pretty picture family and everything was just gonna be great like I was gonna come home from work and cook and and my house was gonna be clean you know and my kid was gonna be well behaved and not that she's not she's amazing but she, you know, in my dream of what a mother was like, it just, right. it's, it's not like that at all, guys. Um, and I think like for, for my experience, I mean, my mom, my mom's something else, man. Like she used to wake up at like five in the morning, get ready, take a shower. Like by the time my dad woke up, we were all sitting on the table having breakfast. Um, his breakfast was ready his clothes was ironed like she looked on point um she was already cooking lunch because she had to go to work um and when we got home from from school like the house was already clean the lunch was ready for us to mm -hmm. just microwave it like everything was on point and and my comadre and i i've mentioned my comadre before my best friend um we joke about my mom all the time like on social media we tag her on these memes of like the girl walking out like a quinceañera dress and they're like dude we're just going to the store and the girl's like i just got a little ready but it's like in a quinceañera dress that's my mom right. guys like <laughs> she's always matching her hair's on point her nails are on point like right now with the quarantine i learned how to do jail nails just so my no. mom can be looking good like girl <laughs> this is real <laughs> 
so like i i thought i was gonna be that i am not even close like those are really big shoes to fill and props to my mom for doing that but like i estrella does not eat a warm breakfast every morning let me say that um (laughs) Because I'm a hot mess every eats. morning, but she eats. Right? But she eats silver lining here. But that's exactly what we're talking about, right? That bar being set by not only society, but also sometimes our mothers. That what you described right there about your mom, it's my mom too. My mom always same thing, like making sure that our needs were met, clothes were clean, food was cooked, house was clean, and then meeting all of my dad's needs. And then a little extra, and then some, because she, and you ask me now, and I'm like, he could have done that himself. <laughs> but that's like the woman and my mom, and, and being a mom and taking care of everybody. And that is what I have or had for the longest time, too, was my vision of what it meant to be a mom in the future. Yeah. And I think like there's also this like holiness to the role like the sacrificed woman right like I think um especially for me because I'm Mexican again I'm only speaking in northern Mexico I don't know about the rest of Mexico but just from where I'm from like there's this idea that this woman is like this holy like the virgin of Guadalupe right like yeah this this woman is the sacrificed woman is the woman that gives her everything for her children like her children come first before her like the needs of the children are more important and how dare you like hurt their child i mean we're talking about this like uh suffrage that goes on with being a mother yeah um Mm -hmm. and that makes you a saint you know but there's also like this pressure of being perfect so not only are you supposed to suffer you're also supposed to be perfect in that while while doing it (laughs) suffer perfectly please Make sure your mascara is not too rolled out. <laughs> but that is true. And, and that's a great point that you make as far as like how the culture, we, also, we always talk about culture and how that impacts everything. And I think that comes from our background. But I think it does, right? And, and growing up, I mean, I was raised Catholic, Mexican household. So yes, the Virgen de Guadalupe, it's like that image of what a mother looks like and then your mom follows by doing what she does what again we perceived as perfect at that time it is a lot of pressure to perform and to be perfect and put others and then there's like the machismo part like um if you guys are not very um what is accustomed to the word machismo machismo is like uh patriarchy Right, like the men control everything. So in right. in in my in my household specifically, like my dad gets served to this day. Um, he still gets served his lunch. Yeah. No, for real. Like, no, that's what I'm talking about when I said my mom met his needs and then some. It's exactly that. Like she will give him the tortillas, the spoon, the fork, whatever he mm-hmm, needs right mm-hmm. now. Like no, he well, won't get up from the table. <laughs> So listen, listen to this. My dad. Nothing, has lunch. nothing bad about my dad. It, no, I love up. my dad. Adore <laughs> yes, him. I'm not trash talking. No, not at all. I, but but that's the way the culture is. Like there's right. nothing wrong with these men. It's just what's expected. <laughs> it's just what's they expected. They can heat up their own tortillas, but 
that's the culture and my and my dad does it too like when my mom's working and there's nobody there to serve him exactly. he serves us you know but but if my mom is home like she will prepare so when he walks into the door his lunch is served like he's literally sitting there he just grabs the drinks that's how he helps yep and he just sits there and then and like the other day i was like thinking about it and i was like holy shit like i am definitely not that person he's sitting there my mom's like my mom's like do you want another do you want another serving sweetie and he was like yeah can you give me this different food and she was like yeah i'll heat it up and she just got up like i was like why why?" but it was perceived as normal for the longest time right and now that and it is for them still yeah, yeah it's like why wouldn't you serve your man like duh I think even like in a carne asada, like uh, my significant other was here and uh, my brother and his wife was here. And like my mom just served my dad, like and then looked at us like, y'all bitches, this is your significant others. Y'all got to serve them. I was like, I was looking at my boyfriend like, you know, you would serve yourself at home. (laughs) My mom still does that, too. Like She's like, Tania, you need to do this. And I'm like, I do. Like, I I don't need to do anything. He can get his own shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can walk. <laughs> but there's like, but there in within motherhood, there's also this like patriarchy that you have to follow. Like within being a mother, there's also being a wife and being right. like, I I've never seen my parents argue, and we knew my mom was mad because she stopped talking to all of us. Like the end. <laughs> But mm-hmm. she never lost her pose. Like, she never lost her, what is the word? Like, etiquette, I guess? Mm-hmm. Composure. <laughs> Composure, thank you. I'm trying to think in Spanish. I can't translate. But she never lost her cool, man. Like, she was just calm, and she just wouldn't talk to anybody. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. I never saw my mom get out of hand. You know what I mean? Or Right. You and know. not only that, not only that, but the the raising of the children too, right? Like, I mean, and granted, things were very different back then and whatnot. But sometimes the the dad is the the breadwinner and and working and doing all of the out of home work to get the money to feed the family and take care of everybody. And the mom, if you stay at home, it means that you're involved more on the going to school parent-teacher conferences and whatever else by lovely i had going on because <laughs> you were very involved we already yeah. established that <laughs> yes that's been said and done like i was a busy bee <laughs> when it comes to extracurriculars growing up so. <laughs> so yeah but but that's that's the mom right the mom is like hey mom i need this mom i need this mom i forgot my cartulina mom i forgot this cartulina. like cartulina's bored by the way like a cardboard like <laughs> yeah. for a project but you know what i mean like it's like mom 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 like that is her role to again take care of everybody and the dad is like he's tired he went to work let's let him rest let your dad rest my dad my dad only stepped in to yell at us (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) they didn't listen and then he would just come in and reinforce the consequences that she had already established like you need to listen because he has like a really strong voice right Uh, and i I wonder if things are changing now what do you think think so i think think so because this was very I, i think this is more like back in the day and then kind of really like maybe... get into our age again 
No, but like back in the day when it comes to like our grandmas, our moms, but I think like, because I see my sisters, two of them who have children and they're amazing mothers, both of them, but they're not to the extent like where my mom is like, she did everything. And so for like, we're describing, right? Like they're not like that and nothing wrong with that. I think things are a little more balanced now. Yeah. My, my, my brother, um, hi brother he has two kids and he he's very hands-on like he's a hands-on dad for sure feeds the kids change the diapers like mm-hmm. they even take yes. turns like him and his wife they're like oh it's your turn no it's your turn like it's it's funny to see them because they're very young too so it's good to like I, I think it, it is shifting and for me like I'm raising my daughter to get stuff herself like I don't serve when I cook breakfast for everybody yes I serve her um but if she's like i want milk i'm like you know where the cup is you know where the milk is you go get it where i was raised in a house where i could be like mom i want milk and she'd get up at 10 p.m to go get me a fucking glass of milk and bring it to my room like (laughs) it i i mean it's real and even even now like she's still that i'm staying here with them right now she's still washing my clothes i'm like you know you can just put it to the side and i can do it later you know but there's this like expectation internalized expectation of like i have to fulfill this i have to be superwoman you know i i don't know and i and i struggled a lot when i first became a mother because i was really trying to be that for real like it it, if i would have waited for my kid i think i would have had a different world of you um but i was a i was a young mom quote unquote young mom i was 23 when i had estrella so um, I was a young mom in the sense that I didn't really live through all my 20s. Mm, um, yeah. But I had been out of the, ho- the house since I was like 17. So I had been like living alone, having my own life for like six years. So I was semi-prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> semi. Yeah. Which I think, and I think even though we do see things shifting and parents and fathers are getting more involved and whatnot, I think that it's still very much a very underlying pressure. And again, I am not a mother, but I can see that in society with all this like expectations and whatnot, like we were saying, I wonder if that comes from that like generational, like the image, what we have of what it means to be a mother. And like you said, the the one that makes all the sacrifices. Well, I think that even extends to more like just women in general, especially Latina women motherhood is linked to womanhood like you're talking about this this pressure i mean you tell me about pressures honey (laughs) (laughs) no you do not want to hear from what i think about pressure (laughs) for me that is a, a big one because as you guys heard on our previous episodes i'm in my mid 30s 30 something and so when people when i interact with people initially that don't know me and they ask about oh you're not married and what you're mexican and you don't have any kids at 30 something years old like it's like it's expected and then you get the whoa like you're getting older are you gonna have kids anytime soon like you're saying like just the the being latina or hispanic and um and becoming a mom that's a lot of pressure I think there's also this pressure of like, if you're a mom, you're supposed to have like more, which Mm -hmm. is so contradicting because it's like, 
you're supposed to have more, but not too many, but also not just one. Like, um, <laughs> I know, right? Like, Which one is it? <laughs> little Spanish lesson. If you guys say que la chingada, it means like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so if you're ever around Mexicans, because it's definitely a Mexican thing, no other Latinos say chingada as much as we do. Right. Um, chingada is like the fuck of fuck right fuck be yeah like chingada because they use I fuck for everything chingada. yeah fuck it but it'd I, be like chingado like well we'll yeah, do but, another lecture on that right i think i think i have like a a thing saved on my facebook about the word chingar for mexicans but anyways if you hear us say that we're like referring to some sort of fuck mm. <laughs> it is but it is but, true though it and it is a very like regular thing that I hear happening, right? That if you have one and they ask you, oh, ¿para cuándo la well, otra? When the next one? It happens to me all the freaking time. And, and I'm guilty. And... I've done it. <laughs> well, and, and it's tough because if you see me, I don't wear a wedding band because I'm not married. <laughs> Hello. That makes so, sense. Like, if I say, but I think there's like this expectation that if you have children, you're just with somebody. Like, you're not single. I've been single for a long time, guys. Like, years. A long time single. And so, when I get approached and the conversation goes along the lines of, do you have children? And my answer is yes. Um, they ask me about my kid. And then and then I say, oh, she's seven. And they're like, oh, when are you getting the next one? <laughs> guys, I'm single. <laughs> Do you understand how hard it is to be a single mother? Like, <laughs> and, and I think there's like layers, right? Like, cause maybe, maybe for somebody who is a single mother, um, maybe it's easier for them to have another child with the same father or different father, whatever, whatever rocks your boat, go do you, honey. But for me specifically is hard because I live in a big city and I'm from a small town small town girl living anyways and <laughs> and i and i don't really have that strong support system that a single mother who lives with their mother has or who lives down the street from their mother um my brother does live in town but i don't feel comfortable being like hey brother watch my kid i'm gonna go party like it's not something that i'm really comfortable about so it It's really hard when people ask me, when are you going to have the next one? Because I'm like, uh, I don't have anyone <laughs> like a, to have it with. <laughs> yeah. And, and for you, that's that's your reason. But for some people are like, they had their first one and they realized, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. And they're like, all right, I'm done. I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm right. Done, right. It, you don't know people's story. Like you could have a very healthy marriage with like the man of your dreams and you had your kid and you're like this is too much to handle it's not that I can't handle it but it's just like it's too much like you need it to have a child you need to be like emotionally mentally financially ready and even right. if you're not ready like people still have it when they're not ready right but planning for another one is like a big choice if you if you have the ability to plan it I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and it was hard for you the first time. It's a tough choice to go for number two. Like, I was mm -hmm. getting ready to get my tubes tied. Like, not that long ago. 
and it didn't happen because the universe and God had other plans. But I mean, and at the end of the day, it's our choice. Like it's woman's choice, but it's just the expectations, I think, is what I'm trying to get at. Right. Yeah. I think for me, people see it as a checklist almost that they they think like, oh, well, you've been in a relationship for however many years long. You are done with your career. What's next? Right. Like it, it, our baby's next. Is that what's happening? Like when people see that you're in a long term relationship and they just feel entitled to question what your next move is going to be right guys and there are women who choose to not have children like and that's okay right like i i have very close friends they know who they are um who have a very healthy marriage and they're all professionals they're doing great in whatever that checklist that you're talking about but they're choosing to not have children like it's their choice and and they're amazing women and they're great with children too. Like you choosing to not have kid have has nothing to do with your ability to get along with children. Like it's not that stereotype at all. Like they're great mm-hmm. um at working with children. They actually work with children and it doesn't take away their woman heart card. Right. Yeah, you can choose to and then and then you have the women who have like 10 kids, right? I just I guess at the end of the day is about womanhood is not directly linked to motherhood. Right. And th- and I think that's yeah, that's the the takeaway from this that the the spectrum is huge as like as far as like reasons why people d- might decide to have or not have children, why they want only one, why they have 11. It's their choice. The bottom line is you don't know the person's story. And you don't know their journey, what they're going through. So sprinkle some fucking kindness. Thank you yes. very much. <laughs> Mic drop there. <laughs> yeah. And I think with that being said, I think is if at any point in your life you find yourself asking these questions for whatever reason, sometimes it's just like an icebreaker. It gets awkward. You don't feel comfortable with silence. You were just like, Hey, do you have any kids? Or like, you're meeting someone new or whatever. And once you do open that can of worms and you hit a chord with someone or push a button, be ready for that conversation, right? Because you might hear, well, I had a miscarriage last month or well, we've been going through fertility issues for, three years and we can't get pregnant right and now what what are you going to do with that information right so since you felt entitled to asking these questions and i'm not saying walk on eggshells and don't say anything because people are going to get offended or and people think like well now i can't say anything because this society is so uh what's the word Uh, easily offended easily offended oh now i can't ask a woman if she wants to have kids yes you can but be ready for the answer right be ready to support them be ready to hear their story to acknowledge them and to be uncomfortable there because you now you ask that question so now you got to listen to that don't make them feel broken don't judge them hear them out be supportive right i think like the worst response that you can give is like I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, Lord. Like, are you really sorry? I think it's more um, honest to just say like, oh, that hurt. Oh, I can't imagine what that feels like. 
You know what right. I mean? I, I think it's really about being sensitive and being present in the moment when you open that can of worms. It's about like, it's, it's not easy to say, oh, I can't have kids. Or it's not easy to say, I'm choosing not to have kids, you know, because the world expects so much from us when it comes to motherhood that when you ask the question, there's like 25 millions go like questions going through our mind. Like, well, once I answer this question, are, am I going to be judged? What are they going to mm -hmm. think? Are they going to start being aggressive? Because there's people that do get aggressive. Like, what do you mean you don't want to have any more kids? You're so young. And what about right. your kid? Like, I've had those conversations with close family members where they say, well, you don't want Estrella to have siblings? What's going to happen when you get old? She's going to have to mourn you by yourself. Like, what? Right. <laughs> and and then they're like, oh, you're being selfish because you're not thinking about her needs. And what if she wants siblings? Right. And it's like, uh, no, I'm actually in, in the way that I present it is if I have five hundred dollars. And I chose to spend $500 on my kid and I was to have a sibling. I'm not going to make a thousand dollars. I'm going to split those $500 in two kids. So now they all get 250. And if I have three, now it's 150. If I have four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and since I'm a single mother, I'm choosing to not have to go through that because that includes my attention. That includes my affection. That includes my time. Right. I can barely make it right now with the one. I can't imagine with another one. And so there's, you know, everybody has their own way of thinking. You know, there's there's women that say, you know what? I, I don't want to have any more kids because after my postpartum depression, I don't think I'm going to make it again. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. or women that say like, it was so hard for us to have our kid that I'm just blessed the kid is here. The right. end. Or, yeah. you know, or there's also younger mothers, there's older mothers, there's mothers that have kids when they're like in their late 40s, early 50s, sometimes even in their 60s. I mean, I've right. read some I, articles. Yeah. And then you hear and then you read comments on social media about like, oh, that is very responsible. Why is she pregnant at 50? How do you not know that she's been trying to get pregnant for 10, 15 years and she finally did it? And if she's doing it through like her doctors and care and whatnot, like what makes people think that they just can throw their opinions out there without knowing the person's personal journey? Right. Or the younger mothers, you know, there's there's mothers that are 13, 14, you know, and then there there's this judgment to that, like, oh, young moms, how irresponsible. You don't know. You don't know if the child was born from abuse whether you know she got pregnant from an abusive relationship whether she she chose to get pregnant what if she chose she said I want to be a mom and this is the man for me and I'm gonna have a child like I know that 13 sounds super intense to say something like that but there's different cultures out there where they they do think that that's the norm right. you know and mm -hmm. we're nobody to sit here and say oh no that's how dare you right that's what we said last time too, right? When we were talking about mental health and whatnot, patterns in, in the family and what they see as normal, right? Like if, right. if that's what's being passed on, like for someone 13, 14, want to have kids, us looking from outside is like, oh my God, girl, you have no idea. You have to live and go travel the world and do this amazing things. But for her, that's what's making her happy and that's what she feels it's the next step in her life and there's nothing wrong with that we might right. have our opinions on like you're not emotionally mature to raise a child but 
at the end of the day is their own story their own journey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way to like move to our next point which is healthy motherhood Mm -hmm. right or what yeah what does that mean because I think last time we were talking about mental health and what that means and so I think we really want to keep you guys on the side of like the positive um and so we really wanted to go over what healthy motherhood is so with the young mother comment that you were saying um I've definitely witnessed mothers who are young because I the type of work that I've done for a few years um mother in a more passionate I'm gonna say or more dedicated way than mothers who are older and who chose to have the child you know it's the measurement of motherhood is not something that we possess and we cannot judge a person based on x y and c um and and motherhood is so complicated there are so many complexities to being a mother um and the pressure of being the perfect mother is like out of this world um for all my friends that are listening who and even women who are not my friends (laughs) any person who's listening (laughs) at this point who's struggling with the question of am i good enough am i doing enough for this kid i i don't feel like i'm fulfilling the expectation you know or this doesn't feel like i'm successful at it like chill (laughs) chill Mm -hmm. chill chill chill. um i think that there is no perfect way to mother yeah i would i I think from what i see i think there is a lot of guilt also attached to it right if i feel tired I, i can't afford like i shouldn't be tired I shouldn't, 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 right? But with motherhood, from what I've seen and and what I, again, hear friends and family talk about and clients and whatnot, there is a a mix. It's a roller coaster, right? Although it does come with a lot of happiness and great things, there is a lot of also times where you're very overwhelmed, very drained, frustrated, you don't know what to do, a lot of resentment either It's also, and guilt with that why am I resentful when I finally got my baby right but are you grieving that loss of being independent and free and do whatever you want you get angry and all of those are healthy things to go through yeah I think um I've I've experienced with um in my practice and with just personal experience like uh the loss of your body that's a huge one um if you've been the hot shot for i don't (laughs) know 30 years for real like you know you think about this this woman and i know we're only focusing on women guys i know that there's different types of mothers there's definitely like single dads and other people that mother children but i think Right. right now for the sake of time and simplicity we're just focusing on mothers like women Um, But there's like, you know, you have the girl that maybe was a cheerleader and then went to college and continued being a dancer and has this like very fit body. Right. Um, Or really take care of their face or really takes care of these superficial things that that Mm -hmm. really mean a lot for this person. And it's fine. Maybe they spend a hundred dollars on their eyelashes, a hundred dollars on their nails, a hundred dollars on their eyebrows. Like 
the woman that really takes the amount of money and time to to be on quote unquote on point right because right. we don't really know what that means but just a person that's very invested in their in their superficial features and and then they get a child and now they have wrinkles and now they have white hair and now they don't have the time to go get their nails done or the mm -hmm. money to go get their eyebrows or their eyelashes done you know all these things that that will self-care for them that are no longer priority right right because you have to breastfeed your kid every two hours your boobs are kind of like sagging all of a sudden it hurts <laughs> <laughs> you know you have stretch marks there's just like yeah. a shift and 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 the hot shot that you used to think you were now doesn't look like that you know and that even creates like marital problems because you're like i don't look the way that i used to i don't feel as confident as i used to you're giving all the kid to the baby I mean, all the kid to the baby, all the attention to the baby. So your partner kind of takes the backseat. Yeah, yeah. And and then you're trying to also be the perfect wife, we'll say, or partner if, if you're not like a typical oh. men and female and male marriage, right? Uh, but you're not fulfilling the other needs or whatever, but because you're more worried about the baby because duh. Right. You know, or you're or, just not in the mood. Right? Like it's just right? not a thing. Dude, it's so tiring when you have a newborn. Like first of all, like you, if you birth naturally, like your vagina is just not there. If you had a C-section, like there's just a lot of pain and restfulness that needs to happen right. in order for you to like recoup. But that's what Ain't the quarantine is for. <laughs> that's what the quarantine is for. <laughs> Or recovery purposes right <laughs> but then purposes. But, but then, then some people like, don't some people need like a week and then are let's do it i know it's again it's different, kudos but, to you <laughs> yeah but you know and then it's tiring like you have a baby latched onto you about 20 hours out of the day like you literally fall asleep with your kid latched on if you were able to breastfeed if you're not able to breastfeed you're constantly trying to feed a bottle like and make the formula you know it's a different story for everybody and ain't nobody trying to do it i mean if you if you are good good for you i'm glad you're able to fulfill those needs <laughs> the reality is it's like dude yeah. i just want to sleep Mm -hmm. but that's what we're yeah and that's what we're trying to do with this space over here to normalize a lot of these things that a lot of mothers might be going through and even like we're not only talking when the when it's like the baby stage probably like down the road when your kid is in kindergarten now there's a whole new set of worries Dude. and things in your head that you're worried about and then in high school well let's not even go there because now you have a teenager in your plate right so it's like throughout this life of this baby that you brought into the world or adopted or whatever did that comes with different waves of emotions and needs and feelings and oh big old I, range and those are okay i am so guilty of like mcdonald's during the week because i'm too tired to cook a hundred percent guilty of it like And, and if I'm not feeling it, I'm like, baby, how do you feel about sushi? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> My kid is going to grow up being so bougie because I'm too lazy to cook, guys. <laughs> just, I'm not even lazy. It's just that I'm tired. I had a long day. I need to give myself some grace, too. Right. Um, But that's the healthy that we're talking about, right? Finding what works for you. If you need to give McDonald's to keep your sanity one night, 
nothing wrong with that. And you know what? Like, can we please normalize self-care? Oh, my God. If you need to leave your... Like, I know that this is a conversation I've had with friends. I don't want to go to the gym because that means I'm taking away an hour away from my kid to focus on myself. Yes, honey. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, there's just like this guilt of like, if I don't give my baby that extra hour a day, they're going to turn crazy. No, right. they're not. They have peers in yeah. daycare where they Some, can go. <laughs> sometimes you have to be a little selfish and, and take care of yourself Very first. selfish. Right? Very. It's like, I, I think I mentioned that too when we talked about mental health, but the whole idea of the oxygen mask on the plane if you don't take care of yourself as a mother you won't be able to take care of your babies right i i, I read a i read a thing once online i'm sure somewhere on social media that said that kids don't need a perfect mother they just need a happy mother so whatever is going to bring you that happiness if it means going to get your nails done going to postinos with your girls one night you just you just promoted a restaurant for free. Oh, I because I've been craving it this quarantine, man. That is like on my to do <laughs> list. Go? Like the, the moment I am free to get out of the house, Postino's you are free coming. very much to go. You well, can go yes. ahead with your bad self right now <laughs> and expose yourself. But I am trying to be a responsible grown up. Okay, but anyways, but no shade, no yeah. shade, <laughs> <laughs> no shade to the people eating out out there, but um. Your but body, your I choice, mean. honey. Your body, yeah. your choice. But that's what I mean. Whatever <laughs> that self-care might look like for you, if it means like you give the kid the tablet, and again, I am guilty of this, of saying like they probably shouldn't spend that much time on the tablet. But if that's what is going to give you a dinner out with your significant other and the kid is on the tablet, because I do this. Like, oh, I, I'm so we guilty We go to restaurants. It. We go to restaurants, right? And then I see couples or families and the kids are always like glued to their tablet and the parents. It, it bugs me just because I'm like, I wish that they were interacting with their parents and the parents like with the kids. But if this parents now I've come to look at the bigger picture, if this parents, this was the one opportunity they got to get out of the house and have a dinner, like a grown up dinner, without chicken nuggets and mac and cheese and if the kid needs to be on the tablet for them to have some peace and eat then by all means that's what needs to happen i think i've done it when i've gone to dinners with you the giving your daughter her yeah her i give phone. Estrella yeah. the phone yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah yeah watch the phone let mommy talk with her friend like yeah <laughs> and she gets and, mad yeah and i'm taking full accountability for the fact that i was that person judging like oh my god look at those kids they're on the tablet and they're not talking and blah 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 blah, blah. but now i look at the big picture like i said and i'm like damn well that's the one time that they could do it so by all means i don't yeah. know their story i don't know what they were going through maybe this is what's serving their marriage and that's what they need to do you know what? And, and therapy is also part of that. Like we talked about mental health last time. I'm just going to bring it back to therapy because motherhood is tough and it's okay to go to therapy because you feel like you're failing as a mother. Like it is okay to go to therapy, talk to your therapist about how hard it is to let go of things or how hard it is to deal with this child. Like one this is gonna be like my understatement for the entire podcast today <laughs> i love my kid to death she is amazing but i get tired of her 
Um, there, there are days where I've played with her literally all day, cleaned her room, fed her and stuff. And, and I, and I've said to her like, Estrella, I love you. You mean the world to me, but I need an hour away from you. Like I need to go take a shower. I need to go relax. I need to just breathe. And, and she's learned that too. She actually uses that with her friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really like you and you're the best, but I need like five minutes away from you. <laughs> or I tell her like, we're going to play a game of five minute quiet time. Let's see if you can hold your mouth for five minutes. <laughs> Let's play the it's, quiet game while, while, while mommy drives. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've definitely done it. And, not, and, and I'm trying to normalize it for her because I don't want her to feel like there's rejection. There's no rejection, guys. I just, I just, it's just a lot. You're modeling healthy boundaries. Thank you. That makes You're me feel welcome. really good about myself. <laughs> You're like, so I'm not an asshole for asking my kids. <laughs> this quarantine, oh my God. Like, I, YouTube is making me crazy because the moms on YouTube are perfect and I am not. Mm. And then she expects me to do slime with her the same way that these mothers do. <laughs> and do you know how hard it is to take slime off your table? no i don't because like i said before (laughs) so i've been guilty of like i'm in a meeting i can't pay attention to you go ahead and watch youtube for two hours straight three hours maybe four or five i don't know (laughs) because i freaking can't like i literally cannot um pay that much attention to her sadly right you know and I i have support systems in the house i yeah that's a huge one too. If you do have a support system, use them, communicate, ask for help, reach out. That's that's what you got to do, but I I think what you I mean, I'm your friend and maybe that's getting in the way. <laughs> but I don't think that's that's bad. I think you're modeling like I said healthy boundaries for her, and I think the way you word it too is important because you're not making her feel like you are the problem and you that's why I don't want to hang out with you but it's like hey mommy needs this so it's about mom and this is what I need you to do can you be a helper by going to do this for me please like and you're putting it back on yourself that you need that you're modeling how to ask for things that you need and setting those boundaries right I think I've actually I've, I've taken the time to to um what I've really done in the last year is I've really held on to my support system a lot tighter I have a friend who's like my babysitter. She's my friend. I hang out with her all the time. And Estrella. Um, hey, if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, but she, I've said to Estrella, like, okay, she's coming over and mommy's going to leave now. Thanks. <laughs> but I want to go with you. No, sweetie. Like, mommy needs adult time. Um, and and I explained it to her, like, the same way that you need playtime with your friends. I don't go and get in the middle of all these seven-year-olds and say, I to play too Mm -hmm. right i let you have your as appealing as that might sound i know right (laughs) it doesn't sound appealing after you have one promise i'm sure (laughs) and and i and i say i need to have my own because it guys there's nothing wrong with doing that mom's grace there's nothing wrong with allowing yourself to have that Mm -hmm. if you need to have a long hot shower go ahead yeah, that's where that's where I said you need to be a little selfish sometimes. That's what that means. 
and you are fortunate enough to have a support system. I know there's people out there that really don't have one or not so available. Like you were saying, your example of how you live away from home and it's hard when you're in the city alone. Um, we acknowledge that there's people out there like that that might have been like might be in some very challenging situations that maybe they had a baby and they get kicked out of the house or whatever. So work on building that support system. There is a lot of people out there. Um, and and if, if you don't, sorry to interrupt you, but if you don't have like a natural support system and you can afford daycare or daycare is something that is available to you for free or a discounted price or whatever, use it. Like even if, you know, you've worked eight hours a day already and your kid's been on daycare for eight hours. Like, don't feel guilty for taking an extra hour to go and have coffee by yourself. I've done it and and I guarantee you there's no resentment from Estrella yet. <laughs> we'll see later when she listens to this podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> well, but it's all about I've, balance. If that's that one day, it's going to keep you sane to be able to be a happy mother for the rest of the week, then that's what you need to do. Right. Or or put your bed to sleep. Exhibit A happening right now. Put your bed to put your bed to sleep. Put your child to sleep. Wake up and do something that makes you happy, like right. record a podcast. Are <laughs> oh, you enjoying oh, this? I do, even though you pulled me slowly into it. <laughs> you know, or maybe it. like if you want to have a glass of wine after she passes out or he passes out. If your husband and your child passed out and you want to wake up and watch your binge watch Netflix and drink some wine, do you, boo boo? Like, that's all it's if it's a Friday night, they're both passed out early and you need that alone time, do it. One hundred percent do it. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body, like I said, listen to your emotions. You are entitled to going through all of those emotions. You're not broken, you're not weird, you're not selfish for wanting to take care of yourself. Acknowledge them and work on them. Right? That and that's you, that healthy balance that we're talking about. And you know what? If you're mad and you have to scream at your kids, don't do it every day, right? Like, I mean, and if that's part of your family culture, who cares? But balance, right? If if you are mad and you don't want to talk to anybody and it snaps you and there's like an argument or something like that, conflict is also healthy. Conflict is not a bad thing. Their conflict is supposed to happen in order for people to communicate appropriately. And if you happen to lose your cool in front of your children and you yell, nothing wrong with coming back when you're regulated and calm and modeling that for them too. Like, hey, mommy lost it earlier. I'm sorry that I yelled at you. And just model that. Model apologizing. Model owning up to your shit. Taking accountability. And labeling things for them like this is what it looks like when you lose your shit but it's not appropriate and so when you do lose your shit you come back and you apologize right right because it like I said like I I didn't grow up seeing like fights or anything in my house because conflict is definitely a no-no which as an adult I struggle with conflict like no other it is very hard for me to verbalize my needs ditto it, it i i prefer to just shut down walk away i think we talked about this in the in the last episode like i internalize it 
and it's done so and then once I'm calm I'll come back around and say it it was never modeled to me and and not that it speaks bad about my mother she did the best she could with what she had and I'm very grateful for the work she did and the amount of love she gave me um but I'm trying to say is I was never modeled being angry and verbalizing my anger in an appropriate manner right and that leaves room for you to feel weird and broken and just like this monster when you do feel it because you never saw your mom do it right or my dad or anybody right so when I get very angry it usually goes to like an extreme where I'm like shaking and I mean I can I, it can get pretty ugly when I get angry um and it and it's because it was never modeled right and when I get depressed um when I get really sad or when I'm going through it I, I never learned how to just cry it out, like cry it out and move on. Like that took a while for me to get that crying on my mom's shoulder thing. It right. wasn't very normalized. So I'm not saying I'm the perfect mom because I really am not. I curse like a sailor. My daughter knows <laughs> all the curse words by now. But then she's <laughs> she doesn't repeat him. She doesn't repeat them because she knows better. But I definitely and I've definitely like have preached in therapy of what a healthy mother is and then gone home and did exactly what I told them not to do 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent um you know it, it, this reminds me I'm taking like parenting classes right now and dragging mm. my boyfriend into them my poor boyfriend thank you baby <laughs> um they're like giving us feedback and I'm sitting here like fuck what did I get myself into because mm -hmm. a lot of the expectations that they're having for the parents I'm like oh I already failed at that and I already <laughs> failed at that well You're how like, the yeah, fuck yeah. am I gonna fix that I know <laughs> well shit give my kiddo a hot cheeto right after that <laughs> well that fucking suck here's some flaming hot shut up <laughs> go get some ulcers <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really you know it's about like being able to acknowledge what you didn't do okay and being human in that manner right right but I can tell you how many times I've said Estrella can you please do this she don't listen Estrella I'm telling you nicely right now like this is my fair warning please do this okay mom okay mom I'll do it And then I come back and I'm like, Estrella, what did I tell you to do? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm about to do it. By the fourth time, I'm like, what did I ever tell you to do? <laughs> I'm going to whoop your ass. And like one of the big things in the videos is that I shouldn't threaten. But it just comes out so nat like naturally. And like, come on. Hashtag, that's my culture. Blame it on the culture. That's a Blame it on the culture. <laughs> We're going to start that hashtag. <laughs> bring it leave it on the culture to give ourselves a, a free get out of jail pass <laughs> oops <laughs> oh one of my friends used to say i'm a pop you and so it sounds cool so i started repeating it now i'm like i'm a pop you if you don't listen i don't pop her at all but it sounds cool so now i adopted it and now i say it and i'm, and trying I'm not sure to say she it already got the memo that that's never gonna happen anyway so she probably just like okay mom whatever <laughs> seriously pop I just me. need to stop i dare you <laughs> she's gonna look you right in the eye and say like i dare you pop me oh hey. no she knows i'm a popper if she does that 
but you know there's so much like shaming into what i'm saying right now like i bet you i bet you we're gonna get some sort of like angry email talking about how i'm a horrible mother for saying everything (laughs) that i just said (laughs) and how i'm giving bad advice to everybody that's listening but i i think what i'm trying to get at is give yourself grace yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's a big Um, one just give yourself some grace i think as therapists counselors whatever you want to call us um we know that safe attachment is the way to go uh safe attachment means that people are able to grow and feel safe with this one caregiver um and they're able to problem solve and make mistakes and continue to be loved regardless and so we know that that helps the brain regulate and that helps um, people who are able to be happy people, I guess, would it be? Right. Is healthy, that happy? Is healthy, happy. Thank you. Healthy, happy people when they grow up. And so what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of hacks to parenting and there are, quote unquote, right ways to do it. But at the end of the day, it just boils down to loving your children, loving them unconditionally, and and giving it your best, I guess. So giving yeah. that grace mm-hmm. to yourself. And, and prioritizing your own mental health, your physical health sometimes too, right? Because if that's not taken care of, then you won't be able to take care of your kids, your babies, whatever. Do what makes you happy, that self-care that you were talking about. And the timeouts that you give your children, like, need a timeout. Sometimes moms need a timeout, too. And I yeah. mean, like, timeout to, like, regroup and put all the pieces back together so that you can continue to carry on and doing this job that is challenging, very, um, what's it called, like, high reward, like, fulfilling, mm-hmm. right, from what I see, what I hear, what I know, but um, also challenging. So understanding that. It's just going to get you far as far as um, being able to acknowledge that the ups and the downs are just part of that. And it it doesn't have to be with the one kid. You know, this is also for moms that have 10. Mm -hmm. You know, that whatever, whatever your journey is as a mother, um, giving yourself that grace. Um, There are a set of expectations out there of what you should and shouldn't be doing. But we're human, mm-hmm. right? And if a person, if a perfect person existed, we probably would have already figured it out, you know? But as much as there's, like I said before, experts, right? Quote, unquote, experts. We continue to be human. And we continue to make mistakes. And so it's it's really hard to to say that's how you're supposed to do it at the end. And also for those mothers or those women that are really going through a challenging journey as far as wanting to become a mother those of you yearning to become a mom we also encourage you to give yourself some grace because oh you and only you know your journey your experiences and what you've been going through the fact that you haven't been able to have this baby does not mean you're broken does not define you so please please also do give yourself some grace also to the mothers who have experienced loss um mm-hmm. 
whether it was through miscarriage or whether it was after the baby was born or if the baby now is a grown-up and you experience loss in that manner also give yourself some grace um in the sense that you know the pain of losing a child is definitely something that i can't imagine what it's like but allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel and and allowing yourself to give yourself some space in that um loss or that period and and mourning you know that loss right. i guess give yourself grace in that as well right and don't allow society's expectations or opinions have an impact on your womanhood and what you think and feel about yourself just because you couldn't able to have a baby or you can't yet or you lost one i think right. in, a, in addition to that um also the mothers who don't have the typical children um whether it's something that the child was born with like down syndrome or autism or something along the lines or maybe even a physical um disability disability right um or even something like diabetes right or heart problems um mothers your genetics had nothing to do with that you know uh, it's just the journey that was meant for you um for the mothers that have children that experience depression, bipolarism, um, drug use, who maybe didn't make the best choices, you know, um, also give yourself some grace because as much as as parents we give our kids and we try to give them the tools to become this expectation of whatever that might be, um, yes, because every mother has expectation for their children, um, give yourself some grace if your child didn't take the decisions that you were expecting for the child to take and right. and give yourself grace for not being as angry as you want to be or as you know cold-hearted as you want to be and continue to love them um that's okay it's part of being a parent too and also for the for the woman that choose not to have children, right? Like we were talking about that earlier and the pressure and expectations that society might put on you. Shout out to you guys too for staying strong and choosing what's best for you. Regardless right. of other people's opinions or pressures. Because that's even looking out for the child, right? Like you deciding yeah. to not have children is you taking the responsibility to not put a child through a life or, you know, a story that maybe it's not what you were anticipated or wanted for a child to experience, whatever your reasoning might be, um, whether it has to do with your life circumstances or just you literally not feeling it, like, choices good, yeah good for you yeah like this is as much as people say it's selfish i think choosing not to have children is in itself a selfless decision um right. because there are women out there and props to you too who choose to have children because that's the expectation right or it's the what's next in my marriage or is the what's next in my life and and you choosing to not do that like 
also give yourself some grace in that sense um, and more power to you for making those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, moms who want to have 10 kids, you go, girl. If you can handle it, that's on get you. It. Like, get, get yourself it, that right. minivan. <laughs> <laughs> or a van, not a minivan at that point. With <laughs> <Yeah>, full van. <laughs> get yourself a school bus. You got get this. It. You got this, girl. But I, I think, like, whatever, whatever it is that you decided to do, or not decided to do, and it was the cards that you were dealt with, but you're doing it and you're giving your heart and soul to it, or you may not be feeling it at all <laughs> and you might not be giving their heart and soul. The fact that you um, are who you are and you took the decisions you took, give yourself grace from that. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is a very personal choice, a very private choice. And as long as you're not hurting anybody in the process, you are free to do you, boo-boo. And for those of us that feel entitled to ask questions, be ready for those conversations too. Right. Be ready to process that with the person that's answering the question that you asked. <laughs> hmm been there done that i apologize for you guys can hear a ambulance in the background <laughs> there's an ambulance in the background there's an ambul- i don't know if you'll be able to hear it but there is an ambulance driving by very loudly i i assume it's an ambulance i don't know i hope sort of it's loud if it's emergency an ambulance. vehicle some sort of emergency vehicle could be an officer could be firefighters uh, but i think that's a good point to um wrap up right to end with that note that again we don't know each individual's journey and if we are curious respectfully curious healthy curious and you just want to ask to because you care and you want to build a relationship with someone be ready to have those conversations acknowledge them don't feel no don't make them feel broken and open your mind to be educated about how life is a big spectrum of colors and it's not so black and white when it comes to motherhood and womanhood absolutely i love that I love that. And Be with, kind to and, yourself. And, yes, and before we ruin that good note that we <laughs> ended I on. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for today. The only thing left for this episode, I think we wanted to encourage our listeners to join the conversation. We wanna we want you to feel safe and motivated to share your own stories with us when we do open the conversation for this subjects. We do want to make it interactive as much as possible. Don't worry about your confidentiality. We will never share anything about the person that chooses to share their story. We are therapists, so we're very HIPAA informed. <laughs> we, we have to refresh that training. <laughs> yeah, we will have to refresh that training every what six months or years, one year, whatever. Uh, but do send six us years, email. girl. <laughs> I mean, one year or six months. That's what I meant. Again, that's another sign that we need to wrap this one up. Um, but. Uh, but yes, do send us a DM, send us an email, join the conversations. If you have uh, ideas for topics, let us know. We are open and flexible and learning along with you guys. So do reach out to us um, and our, share your stories. Our email is the elephant on the couch, all one word, at gmail.com. Yes. And on Instagram, we are the elephant on the couch and on Facebook too, I believe, right? Yep. 
So I'm both of She's those. She's the you Instagram also... guru. I'm the Facebook guru. <laughs> yes, I am the IG expert over here. But it, um, do send us your feedback if you feel um, comfortable in doing comfortable so. Doing that, yes. We, we um, we're starting a two cent dynamic. Yes. Um, we are releasing today, so that means that it's towards the end of May when you're gonna hear it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we want to start a dynamic where, uh, we give you our two cents. Uh, we're going to take the last 10, 15 minutes of our podcast because we don't record enough, apparently. Long <laughs> <laughs> no. ass episodes. <laughs> but, um, we're going to give you our two cents. Um, the really cool thing about this dynamic is that even though Tanya and I agree on a lot of things. We also disagree on a lot of things as well. So hopefully you're going to hear two sides of the token um, in whatever dilemma or information or story you want to give us. Um, like Tanya situationship. said, situationship, <laughs> the project. <laughs> if you are in the middle of a situationship and you're like, damn, I wonder what those two think about this. Let us know. We'll give you your our two cents and then you do what you want with them not to say that we're always going to be right we're going to have the answers for you this isn't therapy but it is we'll definitely not therapy absolutely but you get four not cents out of it i mean look at that you're two four, for four each cents look at you. a dollar you get a dollar almost five what is that a nickel oh my god you're too extra <laughs> almost um, right almost and just uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Like we said, please, 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 please review. We are posting the reviews now. It looks so beautiful. It warms my heart. So guys, please, it please, please. It makes me really happy. It might sound cheesy and whatever because we're a small little podcast here. But it feels amazing to hear when someone likes um, what we're doing. Because again, we're just like trying to open this space. So to hear that people actually enjoy what we're talking about and, and listen to it it just gives us little butterflies and makes us feel good so yeah, make us feel good butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> give us a review give us a follow on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever you use follow us leave a review and share let your co-workers friends family know about this amazing podcast that you've been listening to yeah, 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 yeah. Also, um, feel free to tag us, tag us, tag us, tag us, and all of your feedback reviews and everything. Please, please, please. Um, it'll automatically go into our news feed. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening today. If you stuck through the end, you're a champ. We appreciate you. Thank you, and we hope to have you next week with us. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope this was the start of the conversation for you and know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts. So please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.